so um, hi everyone again. I spoke yesterday about um, food because that was the first thing I got into. That was the first step I took on the path to rewriting my future. After food, the next thing I noticed, paid attention to, dove into was movement. It started with I bought um, Mark Sisson's Primal Blueprint and he had a a book that went with that that delineated this, I think it was a 21-day plan, and within that, of course, there was everything about the primal way of eating, um, but also he put a lot of focus on exercise, um, which the other books on food didn't or hadn't. Or they sort of paid lip service to it. So anyway, we did. I did this with my son. We did this 21-day thing, and it had a lot of um, hanging squats and planks and then crawling and sprinting and it was very well laid out it was very easy to follow there were certain days when you did some and certain days when you did more and it was interesting varied I really really enjoyed it and as a follow-up to that um, later on we discovered uh, MoveNat natural movement um, which is an amazing thing it totally blew my mind because until that moment I just thought of exercise as exercise. I hadn't really, I, I was, I went to the gym and I walked and I knew there were things, you know, there were sports and things like that. But that was that was my view on exercise. And MoveNet just turned that upside down because it wasn't really about going to a gym and doing exercise and having a, a session. It was about living your life in such a way that you are exercising as you live your life. That was the principle behind it. But I guess overarchingly it's about how humans evolve to move. So similarly to with the diet, you can have a diet that's devoid of nutrients that doesn't have all the nutrients that human beings need and that focuses on two or three nutrients or a small number of nutrients that you have to excess but you're missing out on a whole bunch of other ones. And it's kind of similar with how we move because when we were living wild, we spend a lot of time getting up and down off the ground. Our resting position positions were all on the ground. We didn't have couches and lounge chairs and, and just seats, we squatted or we sat or we kneeled in all sorts of different positions. We also carried heavy objects regularly. We climbed regularly, depending on the habitat. Maybe people who lived in a desert or a grasslands didn't climb, but um, people living with and surrounded by trees would have climbed the trees. People in other terrains would have climbed up rock faces. We also had to navigate. There were no paths, there were no roads. We had to navigate obstacles and crawl under things. We had to stalk prey and be in a crouched or crawling position. We had to throw weapons or stones. We had to carry things home that were heavy. And all these things meant that we used at all times throughout our whole life all the repertoire of movements that human beings are capable of.
And in today's world, we don't need to use those. We don't need to throw spears. We don't need to throw rocks or pick up rocks or pick up logs. We don't need to run much. We don't need to jump particularly. We don't need to carry heavy objects. And if we do, because we go to the gym and deliberately carry heavy objects, they're always the same shape, the same size. They've got a convenient handle. They don't scratch you and rub you and have an awkward shape and size. A big rock would be something quite challenging to carry, very different to a barbell. And if we climb, we probably do it in an urban um, rock climbing gym, and not that many of us do that. So we're not using all the movements we need, just as we're not eating all the foods we need. And as a result, we're suffering from deficiency diseases based on a lack of movement. When we adopt those ground sitting positions and when we do the movements that we're designed to do, we're resetting all our soft tissues. We're resetting the muscles to their optimal length. I'm talking particularly about the resting positions, seated on the ground, squatting, cross-legged, all the different seated positions. When you've had a day out doing stuff and you come home or come to your campfire and sit in those traditional rest positions, it's like um, pressing Control-Alt-Delete. You're um, getting your tendons, your muscles, your joints all at their optimal and neutral length and tension and position and you're resetting them, allowing them to remain balanced, allowing them to recover and repair and go on to do more work the next day. Philip Beach has written an amazing book called Muscles and Meridians and he talks about this as tuning, tuning the body. So adopting all the traditional ground-seated positions is like tuning your body just as you would tune a guitar string or a, any musical instrument. And if that musical instrument doesn't get tuned and doesn't get played to its full range and potential, then it's not going to stay tuned. And similarly, because we don't sit on the ground and we don't do all the other movements that we um, evolved to be able to do and to need to do, our bodies don't get tuned. And how does this translate? It means that we don't, we've lost the ability to sense and to understand some fundamental things about how our bodies work biomechanically. One thing, the first thing is that all the joints have a centrated position. There is such a thing as a neutral or a centrated position where the muscles around that joint are balanced perfectly, where the joint surfaces have the maximum contact 
And when your joints are in that position, you are at your maximum strength and mobility and capability. The other factor is your intra-abdominal pressure. There is a harmony between the diaphragm and all the muscles that encase the thorax, the torso, the st stabilizing muscles, not all the muscles. So that you have stabilizing muscles and then you have action muscles. And the diaphragm is actually a little bit of both. But these stabilizing muscles in conjunction with the diaphragm hold your torso in this in this condition where there's um, intra-abdominal pressure that's just right to support your spine and to give you maximum power. And again, in modern life, we've lost the ability to recognize when we have that and when we don't have that. And then the third factor is our relationship with ground force. We're all subject to gravity, obviously. And the reason that we're so good at being upright and moving in gravity is because we feel the ground force. The ground force is the Earth's counter force to gravity. And when your skeleton is perfectly aligned with your joints centrated, you are extremely strong and extremely able to change direction to change your action very rapidly without falling to maintain balance because your skeleton is in alignment and therefore the ground force is passing up through you and giving you that balance. But if people don't learn or don't remember how to recognise that they are using those three primary skills, Abilities, the joint centration, intra-abdominal pressure and ground force. If you've lost the ability to sense when your joints are or aren't centrated, if you don't really understand about intra-abdominal pressure and having your spine stabilised, and if you're not making the most of the ground force, then when you move, instead of your joints gliding smoothly and effortlessly, instead of your muscles flowing and the effort being distributed evenly throughout the whole body, instead of moving movement being graceful and easy, what happens is the joints are slightly skewed, they're grinding, there are shearing forces, there's a piece of cartilage over here that's being squashed more than the piece of cartilage next to it. There's an unevenness to the distribution of muscle effort. You, people have lost the, the ability to generate intra-abdominal pressure, so the spine is not supported, so it's vulnerable to injury. The muscles that are supposed to do the stabilisation are not doing it, and therefore the larger movement muscles, which their job is not to stabilise, it's to act, they're forced to do it, which means that those muscles are stiff, don't move fluidly, they don't have that base of a stable torso, 
So actions can be more awkward. People um, have less strength than they actually have. So they appear weaker than they really could be and have less mobility um, and not able to harness the ground force. So movement seems effortful. And do not um, tune their bodies every day with ground sitting so that muscles are never the right length. They're constantly kept in this slightly shortened position. And after a while, the nervous system accepts that as the new normal. So people have short calf muscles from wearing heeled shoes and short quads from sitting in chairs and generally becoming chair-shaped. And that shortening and tension stays with you when you stand up. So you might have been sitting and you might think, oh, well, I'm standing up now, so I'll get rid of that shortening. But you haven't because you've spent so long sitting, such a large percentage of the day sitting, that those shortenings of the muscle don't ever reset themselves. They're actually, they're not permanently short. The muscle's actually exactly the same. Where it's different is in your brain, in your nervous system. The nervous system now has this idea of the muscle being that shortened length is no longer aware that it can lengthen any further. So it's only brain retraining that you need. There's no need for pounding the muscles and sticking needles in them and doing things to them to stretch them because they're actually perfectly normal muscles structurally. They just are being told by the brain, who doesn't know any better, that they're short, that they're that length, that that is the normal length when it's not. So <laughs> that was a very long and perhaps not very articulate description of a summary of the main uh, movement faults that occur in the modern context. And the solution to them is in part through natural movement, MoveNet, but when I um, took that up as my new thing, I did find that I um, met some resistance and limitations within myself. And I had to take the natural movement and regress it even further, make it even easier, break it down even more to be able to make progress. It took me a while to understand that. I kept trying to do it and not understanding why I was just injuring myself whenever I tried to um, do it, do the jumping particularly um, and squatting. I definitely don't recommend going from being a, a non-squatter to suddenly making yourself squat more at a large volume. I tried to do a 30-30 challenge where you squatted cumulatively for 30 minutes every day for 30 days, which would have worked really well had I been slightly closer to an ideal human body than I particularly was. So for someone else, that would work ideally. For me, it just gave me knee pain that lasted for six months afterwards. And I had to learn how to do pseudo-squatting, so um, holding on to something and then going into a kind of squat position and just gradually, very, very gently increasing that. I'm not 100%
capable of a deep squat, but I'm a lot closer than I was then. Um, and then the other regression or way of helping myself to progress was uh, Feldenkrais. And just recently I discovered DNS, Dynamic Neuromuscular Stabilization, which is actually almost the same as Feldenkrais except delivered completely differently. Both of those are like pre-MoveNAT. They're teaching us about intra-abdominal pressure, joint centration, ground force in a very step-by-step starting from the basics, starting from the fundamentals. In fact, what they're doing is taking us back to when we were born and taking us back through that first year of life when we learn to walk, when we learn joint centration and when we learn intra-abdominal pressure and full control over our muscular system. Well, full control, but that's the year that we learn the most. Obviously, we don't have full control until quite a bit later. Um, and it's been a fantastic, absolutely awesome, fantastic process. So I don't want to go on too long. I think I'll stop right there. Um, that was the next installment. Talk to you soon.